and we focus our hearts and our attention, not on a preacher and not on a sermon, but on the authority of your word that has the incredible capacity to change all of our lives. Do what only you can do through your spirit and through your word. In Jesus' name, you agree with me? Amen. So um, before I get started, I just felt compelled to tell you something. I know when you open that, when you open that bulletin, you see 74 fill-ins that you think, oh my goodness, what is he, you know, what's the deal? Um, I want want you to hear this from my heart. Um, I, I put those in there to help you. We put that stuff on online um, on the, uh, the version events to help you. But I need you to hear my heart this morning. If filling those blanks in or following along on that version is a distraction to you this morning, I don't want the fill-in to stop you from hearing what God wants to say to you this morning. So I want you to focus your heart and mind on what the Spirit of the Lord is going to say to your hearts today. Because I, I, I know that He is. You know, anytime the service starts, and I, you know, I know it's not all about the feels, but I, sometimes you just feel this fog, and you know the enemy's trying to distract people. I don't want you to be distracted today. Here's what I want you to do. I, I, we say this maybe too often, but I want you to lean in today. And I want you to hear what God has to say to you. Not, and, and please, I, I say that with the, all the humil- humility I can muster. Um, you know, wh- what I am today and what that speaker is on the wall is the same thing we're just we're just a voice box to what God wants to say to your heart today so I want you to tune in will you will you lean in and and let's let's listen to what God wants to say who are you who are you man I hope I hope that over the last five weeks God's God's given you a little glimmer of who he's called you to be and a little glimpse of who you're supposed to be as you follow him. We started, you know, six weeks ago. Week one, we said we find our identity and our relationship with Christ Jesus. You don't find your identity in what you do for a living. You don't find, listen, I love my family more than I can, I have the words to describe. I would take a bullet for any of them. I'd jump in front of a speeding train, but that's not where I find my identity. Week two, we said we find our identity and our calling to live our lives to a higher standard. How many know that, that God's got you on this planet for a purpose? Right. Week three, we said we find our identity as we mature in our God-given purpose. Week four, we said we find our identity as we walk in new life as part of God's family. And last week, we said we find our identity as we live out our lives as imitators of God. I mean, that's pretty tall orders, aren't they? Today we're in Ephesians chapter 6. This is the last time we'll be in Ephesians for, for a little while. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10 says, A final word. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. A final word. See, what Paul was saying, all this stuff that I've said to you over the last five chapters, of course, he didn't write in chapters, but... Just go with me. All I've been saying to you in the rest of this letter, I'm, I'm going to sum it up right here. I've told you what to do. I've told you who you are. I've told you where to find your identity. And now let me give you the why. Let me give you the why to all the what's we've been talking about. 
in light of all that God's done for you, in light of all the glorious standard and standing that you have as a child of God and adopted into his family, in light of his great plan that he has for your life, in light of the plan that he has for your growth, in light of the conduct that God calls us as believers to live, in light of him filling us with his spirit and our walk in him, here's the why. Here's the why. There's a war going on. The reason I've told you all this stuff, Paul says, and oh, by the way, the reason we've told you all this stuff over the last five weeks, the reason, the why behind the what is there's a war. And I don't have to convince you of that. Ephesians 6, 11, we'll read a couple of verses. Put on all of God's armor so that you might be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. For we're not fighting against flesh and blood enemies but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, against evil spirits in the heavenly places. We're going we're gonna to unpack that over the next few minutes. See, that verse I just read you, if, if you go online, you go Google uh, verses on spiritual warfare, that's the first one that's going to pop up. That's the first thing that's going to pop up. Armor of God. Woohoo! Armor of God. But you can't read that verse without, uh, outside of the context of the first five chapters. See, it, it only makes sense. It only really makes sense if you put it in context to everything else that we've read and that we've talked about. See, the, if we're in a war, the first five chapters are basic training. So before you're equipped to fight a battle against the schemes of the devil, you've got to ask yourself a few questions. Have I found my identity in Christ Jesus? Am I following him? Oh, by the way, everything, if the answer to that question is no, it stops now. Listen, if you haven't attached your identity to, your, to, to the truth that you're following Jesus, that changes today. If you're not a follower of Christ, listen, here's what I'm praying. I'm praying, and you're watching. I see your bitty little eyes looking at that screen. You're watching, you're not a Christ follower. I believe the Spirit of God is going to arrest you this morning. You got to ask yourself Am I striving to live my life to the standard Christ has called me to? Am I allowing the Holy Spirit to prune the things in my life that don't belong? You got to ask yourself Am I moving in the right direction? Am I growing? Am I learning from someone and am I teaching someone? Y'all, when, when I die, I want that image to be in your head for as long as you live. Because that's the way you're going to make it in this, in, in this world. In, in following Jesus is hanging on to somebody that's teaching you and then bringing somebody behind you. Yeah. You got to ask yourself, am I walking in new life as part of God's family? You got to ask yourself, am I imitating God? Am I loving sacrificially? Am I forgiving completely? Listen to me carefully. If you're not in an active, growing, intimate relationship with your Savior and with God's family, you're going to struggle on the battlefield. 
I read a lot, and some of the some of the trends today are that in church we should remove the war metaphors because it's it's offensive and people don't want to hear that. People don't want to feel like they're in a war. And when I read stuff like that, I I I, I close my eyes and I, and I say something to this effect: That is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. I don't have to tell you you're in a war. You got a Monday facing you. I don't have to. And, and me not talking about it doesn't help you. See, we've got this mindset, y'all, in in. That's sweeping across the church world, and y'all know I try not to be critical, and I, I'm, I'm not, and I'm not, I just, this mindset that what church ought to be is a cruise ship, and we come in, and we kick back, and we let somebody serve us, and we get fat. Listen to me, y'all. This isn't a cruise ship. This is a battleship, and we're on mission, and you're a part of it. And you're not here to be served. You're here to pick up a weapon. He said, be strong in the Lord. And what that means is you recognize the source of your strength. We like to think we're big and bad and strong. I'm going to tell you, in this battle, if you try to do it in your own strength, you'll fail miserably. You might ask, how do, you, how do you know? How do I know when I'm trying to fight this battle on my own strength? Here, here's a couple of good indicators. When I'm saying yes to things I should say no to and no to things I should say yes to. It's a pretty good indicator. When I become argumentative with everybody. When I become Overly enamored with things that entertain me. Anybody, everybody like to be entertained? Of course you do. Of course you do. If you live for that, then it's all about you. Be strong in the Lord. When you spend too much time on things that are temporary. When you have a bad attitude. Anybody ever had a bad attitude? No. Especially if you have a bad attitude about church. Or you have a bad attitude about God's word. That's when you're trying to do things on your own. And here's what he said. He said, put on all of God's armor. Put on all of God's armor. So what I want to tell you is that you don't need to leave your armor in your footlocker. God's given you everything you need to fight these battles. And we're going to talk about them in, in as much detail as we can in a few minutes. But listen, the armor of God is useless unless you put it on. If it's just something you've heard about, if it's just something you've been taught about or preached about or sung about, if it's just some superficial, on-the-surface, on-the-sidelines idea that you have, can I tell you, it's useless to you. So we're going we're gonna to spend some time on this armor that, that Paul talked about. Listen, listen to what he said. For we're not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers, authorities of the unseen world. We're not fighting flesh and blood enemies. We're not 
fighting flesh and blood enemies. We're not fighting flesh and blood enemies. Write this down. Recognize your enemy. Here's what I want you to do. I want everybody in the room to high five and or fist bump three people. Okay, before you sit down, do two more. Two more. Look in my eyes. That's not your enemy. Hey, hey, look look in my eyes. The person you avoided because you didn't want to fist bump them, they're not your enemy either. We're not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world. How it must please the enemy when he launches a violent attack against your soul and you retaliate against someone you call brother or sister. It's almost as if we're on the battleship. The enemy's shooting at us and we turn our weapons on each other. That's not only destructive, it's foolish. So in the name of Jesus, stop it. Stop it. He said in verse 13, Therefore put on every piece. Of God's armor. So you'll be able to resist the enemy in the, in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you'll still be standing firm. Isn't that the goal, by the way? Yes. That when all of this is over, and the roll is called up yonder. <laughs> Isn't that the goal? Yep. Isn't that the goal, is to be standing firm when all of this is over? And Paul's giving us a beautiful picture of how we do that. But we don't do ourselves any favor when we forget that we are indeed in a war. We are indeed in a battle. And we certainly don't do ourselves any favor when we don't recognize who our real enemy is. You have an enemy. I need you to know that. And he'd love to see you dead and dying and wounded. In fact, I don't think he wants to kill you. I just think he wants to make you wish you were dead. I just think he wants you miserable. I think he wants you defeated. And I think he wants you lonely. And I think he wants you pouting and whining and upset. And I think he wants to discourage you from every bit of effectiveness that God has for you. Because I want you to hear me and hear me well. If God has sealed you, if God has saved you, he's got an incredible purpose for your life. And there are people in your life that need you to win this battle. There are people in your life that need you. Stop it. Grow up and do what God's called you to do. There are people in your life that will find Jesus because you mature and grow up and stop fighting each other and put your foot to the plow and chase Jesus till the day you breathe your last breath. And every one of us in this room has some missing pieces. So I, I want you to write that down. Pay attention to the missing pieces. You know why? 
can I, can I just, because you, you're not there yet. We've all got growth. We've all got places we need to move and grow and, and mature. That, can I just tell you, that's the word. The word is mature. We've we got to grow up, y'all. And there's, there's, there's pieces of this armor that we're all missing. See, I, I, the, the beautiful part of this is I've heard people say, oh, so-and-so's coming against me, i got to put on my armor. I've seen Facebook posts and Instagram. Oh, the devil's a lie. i got to put on my armor. And that sounds so good on, a, on social media. It's stupid. <laughs> Listen to me. Your armor's no good. But you put on yours. Don't you put on your armor. I'm going to tell you something. My armor's weak. I'm going to put on the armor of the Lord. See, it didn't, it didn't start in, in this passage. If you go back hundreds of years, the prophet Isaiah talked about it. He said, uh, Isaiah 59, 17 says, He put on righteousness. He, God, put on righteousness as his body armor and placed the helmet of salvation on his head. God. It's God's armor. And, and Paul's going over all that he said over the last five chapters and he he lands on verse 14 and he says stand your ground <laughs> look at me some of you have forgotten who you are some have forgotten who your daddy is some of you have forgotten who your savior is and some of you have forgotten that you don't walk this battle by yourself listen i, I need you to hear me i want you to, to I, I want you to grow and i want you to mature but most of all i want you to be able to stick your feet in the ground and stand for what god's called you to do stand firm stand listen we got we got way too many wishy-washy christians It's just true. You know, sometimes I get up here and I get in an environment where you really can't say anything about what I'm saying to you, and it just, it just fires me up. But I, I, it's just true. You know, I, I, I don't know if you notice, but I don't spend a, as much time on social media as I used to. You know why? Because I get so discouraged. I get so discouraged at this group of Christians fighting this group of Christians and this group of Christians talking about how awful this group of Christians are. And I, I'm going to tell you that, that that needs to stop. And he said, stand your ground. Look, look at this. Putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. Belt of truth, belt of truth, belt of truth. Listen to me. Truth keeps everything in its place. See, that's what that belt did. What that belt did when the soldier put it on. Oh, by the way, where was Paul? And, and who was chained to him? A soldier wearing all this armor. So he's looking at this soldier standing in front of him, and he sees this belt. And what that belt does is it attaches all the other garments to that belt. In fact, the undergarment parts, that belt gathers them all into place. So that truth holds all the other stuff into place. And, and the, the truth that we're talking about is God's word and sound doctrine. Yes. I heard somebody say this. Well, you just got to find your truth. 
can I tell you that breaks, that breaks my heart? I want, I want you to, listen, you don't have to believe like I believe. You can, you, you can choose to live however you want to live. You can choose to take these words that we so desperately try to, to teach week after week after week, and we try to sing week after week after week, and you can do with them what you will. But here's the stance I've chosen to take, and if you want to take it with me, then I join. I, I, you know, I invite you to join me. Let God be true, and every man a liar. I believe that that book that you either hold or have in your device, I believe it's true. See, truth is truth or it's a lie. And if truth's not truth for everybody, it's not truth for anybody. And that's a very unpopular statement today, y'all. I just happen to believe it to be truth. Here's the interesting thing. When a soldier who was armed for battle, when it was time for him to relax and get comfortable, what's the one thing he would do? Take his belt off. He'd get comfortable by taking his belt off. And that's exactly what our culture is trying to accomplish. Oh, that, that Bible, it's antiquated and it's irrelevant. It doesn't, it, it's not true anymore. If it's not true anymore, then it never was. And many people believe that in order for the church to go forward, that, that we've got to remove that belt of truth. We'll have church in my living room again before we do that. You don't know how serious I am. In fact, I don't want to freak you out, and this is not part of the sermon, but I have a funny idea that when the trumpet sounds, there's going to be a lot more churches meeting in, in living rooms than there are meeting in buildings. <laughs> Truth. Everything in your life must be buckled. To that truth. Then he said the body armor of God's righteousness. <laughs> now, now listen, I, I've, maybe you have too. I, I've heard this preached that, well, that means you got you know, to make sure you don't cuss and smoke and drink and chew. And, and you know, I'm sure all those things are, you know, counterproductive. <laughs> it's not what he's talking about. It's not a feeling of righteousness. It's not an earned righteousness. It's a righteousness received by faith in the Son of God who loved us and gave himself for us. It gives us confidence, an awareness of who we are and our position in the family of God. Man, I love this song they've, they've been singing. All my life you have been faithful. All my life you have been so so good. You know, I'm glad it doesn't sing like this. I'm glad the lyrics don't go. All my life I have been faithful. All my life I have been so. I couldn't sing that song. And standing, if, if that had to be my testimony, 
to be counted righteousness. To be counted righteous, I'd be in trouble because I can't sing, all my life I have been faithful. I can't say that. But when, when God the Father looks at me, he doesn't see my unfaithfulness. And he doesn't see the fact that all my life I hadn't been all that good. He sees me through the filter of the blood of his son and counts me righteous. And listen, that ought to protect you. That's your breastplate. That's your armor. The truth that God loved you enough to send his only son so you could know eternal life. That ought to protect your heart. (laughs) So your best defense is the work of the cross. Your best defense has nothing to do with anything you've done. And, and you know, some of you in this room have a pretty, pretty strong spiritual resume. You've done a lot of good things for the Lord. Taught classes, given money. And I love you for it. I need you to know the enemy's not impressed with your resume. The enemy's not impressed with your accomplishments. I wrote, I put this on Facebook this morning. The enemy isn't impressed with your experience, but he's terrified of your encounter with Jesus Christ at the cross of Calvary. See, that one thing, that encounter terrifies the enemy of your soul. Then he goes on to Ephesians 6, 15. For shoes, he said. Why is he talking about shoes? For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you'll be fully prepared. In fact, that that phrase, fully prepared, it literally means prepared foundation. How many know that when the foundation is messed up, everything's wrong? I had, y'all gonna laugh at me and I don't care, he's making a point. So I am not a small man. And uh, last week, I had this, uh, on my right heel, I had, it wasn't even a half an inch long, a little split in my, barely broke the skin on my, on my right heel. Y'all, I thought I was going to have to get a wheelchair. <laughs> I could put any pressure on it. It hurt. Especially if I took my shoe off and I tried to walk. I, I was like, I need a cane to go to the bathroom at 3 o'clock in the morning. And if you don't go to the, back of the bathroom at 3 o'clock in the morning, just wait, man. Just wait. Can I get amen from the 40-year-olds and plus in the room? So I was, uh, that little bitty crack in my foundation changed everything. And I've always heard uh, this, this taught See, so what's, what's the foundation he's talking about? Well, see, the, the gospel is your firm foundation. And I've always thought this, heard this taught that what this is supposed to do is to challenge you to share your faith. That this passage is supposed to challenge you to share the gospel, that your feet should carry you to share the gospel with a lost and dying world. And that's a great sermon. 
I don't think that's what he's talking about. I think Paul is challenging you to eyeballs right here. I think Paul is, is challenging you to make sure that you have something to share. That you have built your life on the foundation of the gospel. I, I, I was having a conversation with someone not too long ago. And here's, here's the words that came out of this person's mouth. I just want peace. I just want peace. And I wanted to give him something profound, something intelligent, something academic from all the book learning I've been doing over the last little while. And it wasn't there. So I had to tell him the only thing where I knew he could find peace. Yeah. Listen, I don't find... I, I, again, man, I love this place. I, I, I love my family. I love y'all. I love my life. That's not peace. The only, I had to tell him the only place I found peace, the only time I ever found peace in my life was when I made sure that my life was built on this one truth, that God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. Y'all, that's, that's why they call him the prince of peace. So, listen, do I want you to share your faith? Of course I do. Of course I do. I, man, I hope, I hope you guys, everybody fills up a pew next Sunday morning. I, I hope you do. I pray that you do. But before you do that, will, will you make sure that you've got something to share? Yes. Will you make sure that your life has been built on the rock of Christ? That you have a firm, prepared foundation? His name's Jesus, y'all. Oh. And I tell that story, and I, I've, I've been telling the gospel story for a long time. And, and every time I do, I, I, I feel a, a tear in my eye. And here's why. Because I want everybody to feel that peace. I want everybody to feel the joy that I have from knowing Christ. I want everybody to know that this world is not all there is. Thank God. Man, I, I, I love my life, but if this were all there, that's depressing. But that's not all there is. But, but here's what it's going to take, y'all. It's going to take men and women and teenagers, listen, who have built their life on something that's real. Listen, we've got, we've got enough of flashy, charismatic nonsense that's not built on anything that's, that's real. 
So when you leave here today, here's what I want you to do. I want you to make sure that your feet are set on a rock. His name is Jesus. And I'm, for some reason, I just got to hang out here a minute. I know what time it is. We, we didn't lock the door. God help me. I get sarcastic. Listen. Man, I, if you're here in this room, you're watching online, and, and you're on shifting sand. You're on a, on a rocky, sandy foundation. You don't have to be. All right, we got to go. We got to keep going. Oh. <laughs> Ephesians 6, 16. Y'all got to get this. In addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith. Say shield of faith. To stop the fiery arrows of the enemy. Now, now I, I did a little studying. And when, you, when I hear shield, I hear this round thing that you hold with one arm. Da, 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 Captain America. Yeah, yeah, Captain America. That's not what I was talking about. It was one of those oblong shields that covered your whole body. Yeah, that's kind of cool, right? And, and what would happen is the enemy would launch just dozens and even hundreds of these fiery arrows at, at the beginning of the battle while, while, others, while the, you know, the opponent was crouched behind their shield. And you know what the goal was? The goal was not to harm the person hiding behind the shield. The goal was to terrify them so they would drop it. I don't, have to, I don't have to define what those fiery arrows look like to you. You don't need help in defining what those fiery arrows, because you've been there. You've been hiding behind your shield, and pow, 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 arrow after arrow after arrow after arrow, and you thought this thought, my God, will it ever stop? Arrows of finances and relationships and anxiety and sickness and temptation and discouragement and you've thought this thought what else is going to happen listen all of those fiery arrows the enemy's not trying to wound you he's just trying to get you to quit he's just trying to get you to drop that sword I mean drop that shield write this down the enemy can't hurt you until you drop your shield. That shield is faith. Paul said, I'm holding the shield of faith. He's, this is what he said in 2 Timothy. He, I, I'm holding the shield of faith. I'm preaching. I'm teaching. And here's what it says. That is why I'm suffering here in this prison. But I'm not ashamed of it, for I know the one in whom I trust. And I'm sure that he's able to guard what I have entrusted to him against the day of his return. So here's what I need you to know. That shield of faith that's guarding you, guess what? It, can't, it, it, it won't just stop the arrows. It'll put out the fire. Yeah. But you can't drop your shield. See, I, I know I'm not the only person that's had those arrows. Pow, pow. And it just seems like, why does it always... Wouldn't, you, wouldn't it be cool if the devil was nice and considerate and he 
and he, he'd shoot this arrow at you, and, well, I'll leave him alone for a day or so. Doesn't work that way, does it? No, it's pow, pow, pow. And you think, what, what next? I've told you a story, but I'm going to tell you again. I've got th- three minutes and change. Uh, there was this, this moment. The boys were, were teenagers, and, and we had one of those seasons that, that lasted about three days where everything in our house broke at the same time. At the same time. The washing machine, then the dryer, and then the vacuum cleaner, then the, the, the heater. Just, and we, we're laughing because, you know, you, you laugh to keep from crying. And, and listen, I can't, I'd, I'd love to tell you that Pastor Dwayne is so spiritual and so strong that I've never had this thought in my mind. Well, you know what? If, if you weren't trying to, to build that church, you know, the devil might leave you alone. If you, if you just go back to being, you know, Dwayne church member and teach a Sunday school class, you know, and the enemy puts things, you know what he's trying to do? He's trying to get you to drop your shoe. Shield of faith. Faith set confident hope and trust in a God who cannot fail. So, so listen to me, y'all. God sees every one of those arrows. And if, if, you'll, if you'll hide behind him, like Psalm 91 said, hide in his presence, pursue him. Why don't you spend about 40 days just in his word? There's a great idea. Hide behind him. He promised he'd never leave you. Listen, it, it doesn't matter what the devil throws at you. You're no match for the God that you serve. And then Ephesians six seventeen, he says, put on the salvation as your helmet. Put on salvation as your helmet. Take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Man, I got, I, listen to me. I, I, I love you more than you know. And I see you. And I see the struggle that you've had. And I see how much of it is in your mind. You know, the, remember, remember that altar call we had a few weeks ago when I said, listen, if you're struggling with anxiety and depression, I want to pray for you. And it was like, <laughs> write this down. The battle is often won or lost in your head. Why, why does the enemy attack your thought life? Why does the enemy attack your, your mind? Every choice you make, good or bad, started with a thought. The devil made me do it is a lie. You made a choice. The helmet of salvation, if the enemy, if the enemy can get in your head... If he controls your thoughts, he controls your mind. If he controls your mind, he controls your will. If he controls your will, he controls your behavior. That's why everyone is in, every, every, uh, every battle begins in your mind. See, salvation to Paul wasn't just, oh, I'm not going to hell. Uh, anybody glad you're not going to hell? Come on, somebody, me too. But that's when he says the helmet of salvation, he's not just talking about, oh, yeah, let me put on a helmet because I'm not going to hell. Yay, woo! 
I'm glad you're not going to hell. I'm glad I'm not going to hell, but, it, but salvation is more than that. See, it was, it was for him and hopefully for us, everything we've talked about over the last five weeks, our identity in Christ, the work of the cross, our position as part of God's adopted family. Salvation is new life as part of God's adopted family. That's what he was talking about. Just so you know, next year we're going to do a whole series on mental health. So my thoughts, i got to filter through this truth. Every thought that I have, i got to filter through the truth that my identity is in Christ Jesus. So when the enemy says, I'm not enough, i got to take that thought captive and say, he's more than enough. When the, when, when the devil says, everybody's against you, everybody's against you. If God be for me, who can be against me? Come on, somebody. <laughs> when, when the enemy tells you, you're all alone. Yeah, no, nobody, nobody's on your side. Nobody's in your corner. I'm all alone. He promised, God promised to never leave you. And guess what? You're part, you're, you're part of a family. You're not alone. Oh, and here's the biggest, here's the biggest lie of the enemy, the thought the enemy's going to put in your head. It'll always be like this. I'll, I'll always be addicted. I'll always be lonely. I'll always be struggling. I'll never get over this temptation. I'll always, 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 always be like that. And here's the, you take that thought captive and know that you're more than a conqueror and you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. And then he said, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. So be confident in your weapon. Can I tell you that's what these next six weeks are all about? Is, is teaching you to be confident in that book you hold. I, so, um, Mikey uh, bought, bought my wife a firearm. And it's, it's very cool and it's pink. And so I'll go out of town. I'll go out of town and... Don't say super cute when you're talking about a gun. It's just not right. It's just so wrong. It's just so, so wrong. But, it, but here's, the, here's the deal. Every time I go out of town, she'll, she'll say, now remind me, where's the safety and how do I? So, so listen, she's not confident in her weapon. Everybody in this room own, owns a Bible. Do you know how to use it? Man, listen, just, just come next week. Just be a part of what we're going to do over the next 40 days. And then lastly, he said uh, in Ephesians 6, 18, pray in the Spirit at all times on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. By the way, if, if you've got conflict with somebody that's a believer, that's your, that's your only response. Pray for them. Pray in the Spirit at all times on every occasion. So here's, here's your last fill-in. I hope you've been doing them. Don't go into battle without talking to your captain. I want to pray for you. Donna, come. And, and, uh, and let's, let's pray together. Guys, I love y'all. I, I, and I... 
You know, I, I think sometimes social media is the best of times and the worst of times because I, you know, I, I, see, I see the struggles. I do. I, I see them. And I pray for you. You know, in, in the years that we've been a church, I've seen, I've, I don't, I don't want to preach any more funerals. I don't want I don't, I don't want to stand in any more hospital rooms with loved ones leaving the world. I, I, I don't want to see you struggle with addiction, and I don't want to see you struggle with habits, and I don't want to see you struggle with your mental health. I don't want to see you struggle because I love you. Here's what I'm learning. My only defense, your only defense, is the armor of the Lord. My only defense is to stay connected to my Savior, to stay connected to the body of Christ. My only defense is to remember that I'm part of a great big family, two billion people strong. I'm not fighting this battle. I'm not on this ship by myself. Neither are you. I really struggled how to end this service, but I, I think I want to do it just like this. I want to pray for you. And then I want you to leave challenged that from this day forward, and you're going to remember that yes, you are in a battle, but I I'm going to get a little old school preacher on you. I read the last page of the book. We win. This fight is fixed. What we're going to do is stand until that day. Oh, but listen, I'm not, I'm not talking about a, a miserable existence. I believe God wants joy and peace for you. I believe he wants abundant life for you. You'll find that when you find your identity and who he's called you to be and what he's done for your life and who he is. Thank you, Lord. I want you to stand. I want you to, all across this room, recognize this truth. When you're strong in the Lord, you'll survive. When you're strong in the Lord, you'll thrive. When you're strong in the Lord, you'll be everything that He called you to be. You don't have to be moved. You don't have to be shaken. You don't have to be defeated. And you don't have to be discouraged. Father, in the name that's above every name, we can declare because we're strong in the Lord. 
I will not be moved. We can declare that you are our shield, our strength, our portion, our deliverer, our shelter, and our strong tower. You're our very present help in the time of need. So God, I pray for those that that might have walked in this building without their feet planted on the rock of Christ. God, today we invite you into our heart. We invite you into our life and we surrender our life completely to you. Forgive us of our sins, oh God, because there are many. Wash us clean in the blood of your Son. And we leave this place on mission for Jesus. Fully armored in the truth of God. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Come on, I, I just wanna I just wanna take 45 seconds and worship the Lord. I'll not be moved. I want you to sing this to the top of your lungs. Make a joyful noise. I'll not be moved. I will not be moved. Come on. And I'll say of the Lord, you are my shield, my strength, my portion, deliverer, my shelter, strong tower, my very, come on, you are my shield. You are my shield, my strength, my portion, deliverer, my shelter, strong tower, my very present help in time Father, thank you for your presence, your power. We love you, Jesus. Amen. Hey, why don't you offer the Lord an ovation of praise? Amen. 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 Hey, God bless y'all. Thank you so much for being here. Kathy's going to help you with your journal.